Hello everybody, so welcome back to Coffee Protocol Podcast. This is your host, Baristan Bikes. So the next episode is with Komal and Akshay from South India Coffee Company from this estate called as Mule Mani, which a lot of you might have heard. First of all, it's a beautiful place. Second, no, they do not have a homestay. So you might not get a place there to stay, but it's beautiful. And three, uh, Akshay and Komal, they are amazing. Um, to me, they're just one of these most amazing uh, people to be around. It's just fun. I had a really, really nice time uh, catching up with them, obviously recording this podcast and talking a lot of, a lot of other things, uh, coffee. So for this episode, I have one request, if you can, that is. The setting of this podcast while we were recording was where we had coffee earlier that day, so we were having a glass of wine. And we were sitting right next to a beautiful bonfire, all three of us uh, with the dogs that came in and out whenever they felt free. If you can, imagine a nice setup in the evening, close to a bonfire uh, in a setting like an estate. It's beautiful. Close your eyes, imagine there are three people sitting, and try to dwell into this conversation. I'm sure you will love it. So, let's begin. I'm One, not talking. Two, three. Are you are? Four, five. Oh, one. Two, three, four, four five, five, ten. ten. Yes, now we know counting. Is it sounding good? What the podcast? Your path is very t- stressful. If you both had to individually introduce yourself, how would you do that? Start. Akshay, you go. I'm uh, Komal Sable's husband, mm-hmm. Akshay. Um, as everyone knows, Komal, the, the, the owner of South India Coffee Company, mm-hmm. well, I work for her, mm-hmm. producing coffee. One of the coffee producers supplying South India Coffee Company with coffee. Theoretically, I'm not the producer. So what are you? I'm the producer's son. <laughs> That's okay. And I'm Komal Sable. Basically started South India Coffee Company with dear hubby. Mm-hmm. Got introduced to coffee because of him. Mm-hmm. And it's been a amazing learning journey where I'm continuously learning about coffee and selling coffee and producing coffee. Nice. Uh, but I also reckon that coffee was not something that you did earlier. I know you come from the coffee background. Um, so how was how was so you? Did you already always knew that you're going to be ending up working in a coffee farm? No, actually. So I've always now. I mean, I grew up, studied in Bangalore. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom also lives in Bangalore, mm-hmm. and uh, I've always every holiday was spent on the estate okay. with my grandparents. Okay. And I've always wanted to work on the estate, mm-hmm. but uh, my grandfather was quite adamant that all the four grandkids, that's my brother and I, and both my cousins, did our own thing. Okay. So he always said that there was no future for us here on the estate. Okay. Um, for me, however, the estate was my happy place. Okay. It was a constant. I mean, it was really 
uh, one of the only constants. So for me, at any given point in time, I knew I'm going to end up here. Mm-hmm. Although we didn't really know, I mean, neither her nor me mm-hmm. knew anything about actual coffee. Although I've spent so much time here, mm-hmm. for me, the coffee estate was a place I just went to to open and read a book during summer holidays or any okay. holidays whatsoever. Okay. So you've been always coming to this place uh, growing up. Yeah. Okay. And then I know that you you told me that you came here pretty late. I mean, after marriage. Is that right? Yeah. So the first time I entered a coffee estate was I think uh, 12 years ago and this was when he we were friends back then and okay. he brought us to the coffee estate of another friend of ours, mm-hmm. me and him together. Mm-hmm. and i was absolutely mesmerized by this place yeah. and then we got married 2 years down the line and um this was kind of a part of the package deal that came came across okay <laughs> and i said right uh, this is amazing and and we kind of uh, when i looked at the place i said you know there is so much history here so much like so so much to tell mm-hmm. and i thought it must be told to the world it must the story must be you know out there put it out there yeah yeah nice. and uh, so having an estate was it a plus i well, <laughs> that's a good question <laughs> of course i mean we are yeah. very grateful for what we have yeah uh we are learning on the job i suppose at this point of time mm-hmm. it's let's put it this way it's, it would be far more boring a job if we didn't have the estate to deal with all the growing yeah. uh, coffee issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, I I think again I keep going back to saying that I'm just learning so much every day walking into the estate looking at these plants do is doing what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's amazing to see how how coffee grows and and how we can actually tell the story about how sustainable this coffee grown is actually. Interesting. And but you guys got like hardcore into this particular state recently is it now the thing is i'm i mean the both of us moved to england about 12 years ago mm-hmm. and uh, i've uh, i always told my granddad we should try and export coffee but he is quite old school and he was quite old school and uh, he wasn't too keen okay um so once uh, um once he passed away um i spoke to my mom and my uncle mm-hmm. and uh, said why don't we try and export coffee and they were both super supportive about it okay and uh, at the time and we still do actually we have a tech company in london so mm-hmm. that was the main business okay. and 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 komal started exploring the option of of uh, what it takes to actually supply um, coffees to green coffee importers in the uk Okay. Importers such as we- uh, D R Wakefield, Taylors of Harrogate. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are a handful of uh, yeah importers there. Correct. And I guess we went to London Coffee Festival and a few other uh, coffee-related events. Mm-hmm. And uh, we noticed it's quite an uphill struggle to actually even even though we mentioned we were growers mm-hmm. and you know. um it was a super apple struggle for them to even consider to try our coffees and that is because it's you know indian okay and indian coffee i mean very few people actually even knew of course wakefield and taylors knew because they were actually buying coffee from sunti copa as well okay um 
but uh, uh, knew that high quality coffees come out of India and, mm. and to be honest there are a few Indian coffees available like baby plantation and so on and uh, uh, to uh, through Makanta yeah uh, yeah I believe so um, but you know we gave out samples we did everything no one really paid us any heed okay um, so we got our break through a tech client of ours oh okay so there's this uh, very sweet client we had this old gentleman in, in in the UK who had a house on Lindisfarne which is an island off the coast of Scotland mm -hmm. and he loved his coffees and I think he used to drink a lot of Yemeni okay and I said, why don't you try some of ours? And he said, can you bring me about five kilos of green? So he gave him five kilos of green coffee. Hmm. He went to this roastery on this island. And this is the only coffee roastery coffee shop on the island. Gave it to them. They said, we're interested in talk, talking to them. Okay. So he hooked us up with these roasters. Okay. Um, and they were super interested to explore a relationship. They didn't think the coffee was the best. I mean... Hmm. A normal washed is like any other normal washed. Okay. So I wouldn't say it's super exceptional, but it's a good, clean cup of coffee. Okay. But they were super interested in actually uh, taking things further. However, now we must understand that a lot of these coffee roasters abroad are the same as any small business hmm. here. Hmm. I mean, if we make it simple, hmm. they're happy to work with us. Hmm. Now... They came down to India the first year. Um, they wanted, uh, I mean, I think I think this particular roaster uh, was quite a big fan of Scott Rao. Okay. So um, he said, you know, why don't we with with this coffee because you sort of, you know, it's quite a normal coffee. Let's try a natural process. Mm -hmm. And I mean, at that point, uh, uh, that's quite unheard of here. Okay. And that was whole crop cherry. Okay. Um, so the first year we tried was not selectively picking, but we just picked. We picked separate varietals, to be honest, okay. at that point. Okay. So we split our uh, varietals and, and sent it across to, to them. Mm -hmm. uh, and they said, okay, if we can deliver it to their door, okay. they'll buy wow. a small quantity. Okay. Now... Um, well, the quantity is really small, and uh, um, I don't think any green coffee importer would have entertained us. Okay. I mean, let alone give us an audience, to be honest. Mm. Um, but at Komalsi, we're already running two companies. Mm. It's not rocket science to start a third one. Okay, makes sense. Uh, so, Komal started a South India Coffee Company then. Okay. To import that. Okay. And here we got the estate to export, mm -hmm. and uh, um, that was our first. Uh, so this is around what timeline? Like which year? 2018. Yeah. 2017. We start. We started talking in 2016, to be honest. Yeah. And 2017, we got our paperwork in order, okay. and 2018, Feb, uh, no, March, we sent it out. Correct. Yeah. So during this time that you're mentioning, uh, were you? Also very much hands-on with the coffees like you are right now? No. 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 So the first year of Naturals, we tried to do the whole separate varietal thing. Mm -hmm. And it really didn't make much of a difference in the cup scores. Okay. 
So the following year, again the same buyer wanted to buy coffees, but we thought we'll experiment with forgetting the varietals because again this is an old estate and a lot of it is interplanted, mm. uh, different varietals really. Um, and uh, uh, we decided to focus more on picking red. Okay. So 2018, uh, end of 2018, 2019 crop is when we did our first batch of selective picked uh, naturals. And that was a lot of 500 kgs of clean. Okay. Which... Which essentially, I think, um, sold even before I had shipped out wow. from the UK, uh, from India, sorry. Wow. Um, and that was a really good, I mean, we felt like, okay, this is, the, we can, we can kind of do something with this. And okay. it was an, it was a exciting, uh, point in, in, in that entire this thing where everyone was, you know, this coffee is good and nobody said that, well, I, I had a bittersweet feeling about it because uh -huh. every time anybody cupped this coffee on a, in a blind cupping, mm -hmm. they never said it was an Indian coffee. Okay. There was, there was, it's an Ethiopian or it's a, uh, Colombian. it's a Colombian. The uh, UK, they thought it's uh, Colombian, in the US, they thought it was an uh, African. Wow. So when, when that came across, I was, well, I was happy that, you know, the coffee is good and people are enjoying it, yeah. but I was really sad that nobody ever thought that it could be an Indian coffee. Correct. So that was my, I think that became my mission to say that, you know what, India really produces good quality coffee and yeah. we will round them all up together and we'll make sure that, you know, we have a great selection of coffees to showcase, uh, whether it's UK or, yeah. you know, other parts of the world now. That is interesting. I mean, I think a lot of, not just in coffee, but a lot of things when people export or when people are sending the stuff out of from India, sometimes it is the focus that people should think that it's not Indian. Because just that we ourselves also feel or believe that, you know, non-Indian stuff is of a higher quality. Uh, with coffee, I mean, I, I know what you mean by bittersweet. I mean, you're happy that they're thinking that it's of a better quality, but sad that, you know, wish they would have known that this is Indian or this could have been Indian. Exactly. Okay. So after this is when you guys really got a little more hands-on into the coffee uh, here at the estate side. Um, yeah. So at this point, what we were doing is we were in India, November, December, Jan, mm -hmm. during harvest of the Arabicas. Correct. Um, and, uh, um, but still, I don't think it was even close to what we've done this year. Okay. This year is probably one of our most intense uh, years of, of focusing on the coffee. So do you think partly also because of the pandemic? Um, I think we had come to terms with saying that we're going to spend more time here Okay. anyway. Okay. Um, I think our plans were to not spend monsoons here. <laughs> so the pandemic changed that. Okay. But apart from that... Uh, it's pretty sorted yeah, after the game you're going to do this. I mean, because see... The key is to make this scalable. Correct. And for that, we've got to be hands-on to understand what the problems are mm -hmm. and where the pain points are. Mm -hmm. Fix that to make it as okay. scalable a venture as possible. Correct. Makes sense. Uh, so now that you've talked about scalable, how, in terms of the area, how big is the estate that you guys are dealing in? So it's uh, um, 75 acres. Okay. Out of, out of which we've uh, about... Say about 20 acres is Arabica. Okay. 15 acres is pure Arabica, another 5 is interplanted. Okay. Um, and we're going to scale that up. 
and the rest is harvested. No, so we've got we've got uh, 15 acres that's going to be replanted uh, this year with arabica as well, mm -hmm. and the rest is basically uh, uh, robusta. Okay, so you do a lot of uh, robustas as well. Well, my grandfather started uh, moving. So we are traditionally an arabica plantation. Okay. But in uh, 2000, my grandfather started moving us to to robusta. Why? Well. So, so the estate is from is 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 my mom's basically, yeah. and he assumed that robusta is less effort, therefore for her to look after it, it's easier. Okay, okay, like that makes sense. Interesting. So that's the real uh, reasoning behind it. Okay, so now you're trying to switch back to arabica. Some blocks are uh, some of the older robustas are going to be replaced with arabicas. And that is because. Well, I mean, it's it's basic business sense the more people switch to robusta the better it is for me because i mean arabica market's going to increase the commodity price is going to increase even okay and the shortage of arabica means higher prices anyway okay so and in terms of uh, let's say the altitude uh, do you think this is a good altitude according to you to be doing good quality uh, arabica i think it's less it's honestly less about altitude more about conditions okay so you can have a low altitude uh, arabica like in hawaii mm -hmm. but if the temperatures suit suitable. Th suitable then it's going to work okay now we can mitigate certain issues with global warming mm -hmm. and lack of altitude by increasing shade mm -hmm. stressing out the plants a little bit more mm -hmm. i mean there are different ways we can mitigate this uh, okay. problem so i remember i spoke to a couple of planters and they were of the thought that you know it is. It would be a wiser decision now, with the change in the environment, to switch to robustas. And you are one of the few people that I have spoken with uh, who is actually thinking the opposite to go to Arabica. That is purely out of the business sense, correct? Largely, yes. So you're going to be planting Arabicas, uh, as as you replant, as we yes. say, uh, just so that you know that the demand is going to go up in the next five, ten, whatever years it is. But do you think quality or specialty or fine robusta is also something that is going to get bigger? Now, now this Komal would have to answer, but I must add to my two cents. Yeah. Now, I process coffees that I drink. Okay. And I'm not a fan of robustas personally. Okay. However, that could change. Okay. If I, if I do something that actually makes me like what I'm drinking. Okay. But I mean, this is. Uh, what do you think? We are, we are doing specialty robustas this year. Yeah. But that's her baby, so. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, so I think that there is definitely a market for specialty robusta or fine robusta, as you call it. Mm -hmm. It's purely because, yes, of course, a certain percentage of the robusta market is is you know for your energy drinks and whatnot. Correct. But there are great planters who are mm -hmm. also doing some really nice processes for for robustas now if you actually again this is a very similar story like mine to you know my arabicas are in the blind cupping and mm -hmm. and nobody says they're indian yeah. arabicas yeah it can be very very well be that there might be an a uh, robusta in the cupping session mm -hmm. and you might not know it's a robusta if it's a fine robusta okay so let's let's say that you know uh, and what, what if a buyer who's a very staunch believer of, oh, I'm not ever going to touch Robusta, likes mm. that cup of coffee? Mm -hmm. 
I, so, yeah, I can kind of. That does happen though. In in reality as well, people haven't figured out one of the robustas of a plant we know haven't figured e- out the robusta. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, this is this is like it's amazing to see. So I feel like like I said, a, f- a friend of ours, he's a great planter, and he's he's he produces excellent quality robustas. Okay. So, um, and again, I'm also seeing the trend back in the UK where uh for example black sheep is is actually procuring some speciality robustas mm-hmm. which is there on the as the main coffee wow uh, the other day so i walked into a black sheep the other day and and so black sheep is a cafe i'm assuming yes that's yeah. right it's okay. a chain of cafes okay. and um they had in big bold letters saying coffee is robusta mm-hmm. from karnataka wow. uh india and that made me really excited wow. um having said that i said uh, yeah i'll try it yeah. but i will go for the arabica my, or whatever the other my other my arabica option okay okay um yeah that has actually happened with me as well i i remember once in one of the coffee meetings uh, there was this guy who walked in who was working in delhi with my last company and we are talking about arabica robusta and he's like you know i i only drink arabica i don't drink robusta and all of those things and i remember clearly remember i had a robusta that was pcha fermented in harley right uh, prasanna had given me some some samples to try and i took it and i i served it right and this was during the conversation this was during the meeting and while we serving it he's drinking it and then we he finished the drink <laughs> and we still talking and then i said how did you like the coffee and he mm. said yeah the coffee was good and at that at that point i told him well that's what's robusta yeah. and, and he could not believe it i mean because all the things that he said or the reasons that he gave that he did not like robusta and why he liked atropica for the same reasons he was drinking that drinking that particular yeah. cup i think it is more of a mental so, block exactly so i think i think that the 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 trend is changing and and if you actually keep an open mind yeah. like for example even in terms of now with our 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 um, liberica or excelsa yeah. that's a debate that we are we've been having yeah. uh yeah. it's uh, you need to keep an open mind to it so with processing you can always make your coffees taste yeah, yeah. amazing and we've yeah. got a great uh, like an Akshay sitting here who processes his coffees well as long as he's processing well I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh okay so quickly I have to ask this because this quite uh, created quite a storm during the lockdown which was your excelsa and uh, I remember tasting them uh, I think it was done through Akshay of Kapikotayas and it was named as a curveball. How did you guys think of even like getting that coffee species out so you know my 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 grandfather uh, used to have uh, excelsa roasted and kept at at home okay and i never used to drink coffee apart from when i came to the estate okay so it was usually excelsa and it had this fruity tinge to it even which you could get through the milk and i wasn't much of a connoisseur yeah but you could still feel it and okay. he said yes this is one of the traits of excelsa yeah it's supposed to be fruity it was supposed to be fruity okay and this was a fully washed no mucilage you know like nothing. proper nothing okay it was fruity okay and when we started uh, i mean when we started uh, exporting uh, it was sort of a pet uh, 
peeve of mine to try and export this. Yeah. And we've taken samples and given it to umpteen roasters, and every time it's been disgusting. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so it's, I mean, it's just it's just a dirty cup. Yeah. Unless it's roasted really dark and yeah. mixed with milk, and yeah. and then you, all you get is a tinge of fruitiness. Yeah. So then I thought maybe we can you know process it differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we did a lot of experiments last year with arabicas. We did a lot of anaerobic, mm -hmm. and, uh, different types of anaerobic, anaerobic yeah. cherry, anaerobic parchment, anaerobic with mucilage, anaerobic without mucilage. I yeah. mean the works we did probably 14, 15 different lots. Yeah. Um, and then I sort of decided maybe we'll try a certain process with our excelsas yeah. to try and mask you mm -hmm. know that sort of. You put it really nicely. I, I'd call it burnt rubber. You said phenolic. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I just said it because that's what you normally use for whiskies, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. correct. And yeah. and and essentially, uh, I needed to to mask that. Okay. So. Uh, but that's an innate trait of that particular fruit, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. But I mean, you have to sort of be honest. A lot of the stuff we are doing is altering the basic characteristics of the bean. Yeah. Our lack of altitude, our lack of soil characteristics mm -hmm. means that we need to get extra creative with our processing. Okay. And here you have lack of all of this plus lack of actual basic, you know, quality of bean as well. Yeah. To come up with something that could be interesting. Okay. Um, it was so, um, you know, we've got this sample pulper which yeah. we're using now yeah. uh, for samples. Yeah. Uh, but last year we didn't, so. Uh, we actually had it foot stomped. Sorry? We had we had to step on the fruit okay, to basically, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we did a very small lot of 20 odd kilos. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, Akshay of Kapikutai bought the whole lot and, yeah. and uh, he, he loved it. And yeah. I, I think we've had some other buyers overseas like it as well, but. But it turned out good. I mean, I'm sure some, there'll be some segment of the crowd that would like that kind of coffee, no? Yeah, I I think so. I mean, people enjoyed it. Yeah. I I enjoyed a cup of cup or two. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah. How you said it? <laughs> I enjoyed a cup or two. <laughs> yeah. But I I think it I think it's more of a like like you put it very well. Like it's an experience buy, and people yeah. like to try different coffees because Correct. at the end of the day you get bored of having the same cup of coffee and you mm. want something say perhaps you know you're sitting in the evening or yeah. in the afternoon you've had a long day you want yeah. to just you know a change of scene and you you're always drinking the same cup of coffee and then you know here you have something really really different that yeah. really doesn't come along every yeah. every couple of yeah. days or it's not in every cafe and every uh, with every roaster yeah. it's it's a it's something different yeah it's a the the rarity uh, yeah. Experience of it as well. I mean, I think. it's like this. It's like a Yemeni. I paid fifteen pounds for a cup in London. Wow. Okay. Right? It's not an everyday coffee. Yeah, it's one off. Or some people might drink it every day. I mean, all, all the part of them. <laughs> but it's it's this really, like you said, experience. I hmm. mean, um, because I remember the first time uh, I spoke to Akshay, and he's like, "Bro, this is some interesting coffee, and it's like really nice and." I wanted to try it and I remember when I got the pack and I opened it I could I could feel that whiny and the boozy feel to it and I remember I was I was cupping at modernist uh, with Dawal and, um, and and Nishar they were instantly in love with the flavor of it mm. okay uh, I liked it I mean I like whiny or boozy kind of a coffee but 
probably um, I would also have a cup for an experience of it. But it's an interesting cup. How we how we how we uh, probably tell in the current generation, it's a funky cup. Correct. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's probably not your everyday morning coffee. Yeah. But it's a funky coffee to have because why? Because it's a different experience. Exactly. Everybody's had Arabica. Everybody's had Robusta. Have you had Excelsa? Yeah. Oh, you gotta try this. Absolutely. You know that's that's something uh, with it. But do you have more plans with Excelsa this year? I mean, uh, the way it did well it, it, because it's done really well last year. We so you need more people to stomp on. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I I think uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something that we'll be looking at this yeah. year. Uh, in terms of a little bit of a bigger quantity, <laughs> and uh, and then the processing headache is upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're the ex- processing yeah, so expert. I've, yeah. I've got a knack for finding processes that aren't scalable. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that true with like a lot of good processes? Yeah, but that's the shame of it, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, but then it could also be like you know you have a like a small. lot of something that is different or special i know it's difficult for probably komal to sell it out but yeah but also like i said i mean um, small lots are a great uh, um very exclusion based isn't it yeah i'd rather true. do something very inclusion based yeah see so i'm not i'm not i'm not a planter so for it's for it's very easy for me to No, this is conceptual. Crap. I'm talking conceptual. Okay. Wouldn't you, if if you have something good, wouldn't you want a lot more people to enjoy it than just a select few? I would obviously want a lot of people to enjoy it, but then I also would know that you know, okay, shit, it's not happening. Probably, okay, maybe some can enjoy this and some can enjoy something else. Right? <laughs> I mean, depends how how you how you sell it. I mean, but um, now, for example, you said you have about sixty acres, correct? Uh, do you do you just export or do you also sell to a lot of indian roasters um i think last year we did we did uh, get a few indian roasters to inquiring about our coffee so mm-hmm. uh, so of course kapikotai uh, has uh, been our one of our uh, buyers since a long time i think almost 2 years now 3 years this will be the third year this yeah. will be the third year there's uh, vignesh and then there is uh, uh handcrafted roasters navneet in uh, in bhopal, bhopal. Yeah. um there's manvi from elbueno yeah there's uh, there's a few yeah there are a few there nice. are a few guys who are, who are roasting our coffees which is in india as well okay. and we're always of course getting uh in interesting inquiries so mm. hoping to increase our indian market as well as So you're looking forward to increase the base in india? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean it's a it's an amazing the 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 coffee culture in india is amazing. I I'd, I'd love to be able to sell our coffees a lot more in india as well. Let's put it this way. If we didn't if 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 we could have when we started exporting if we got the same price locally or so locally. Makes sense. And why do you think locally the same price is not fetchable no now it is i think it's la- la- it largely is it's just that the when we started the market wasn't mature and mm-hmm. it's fantastic because where the indian coffee market is only going to go up okay correct and we are in in the early days of speciality even now okay i mean you know for a fact <coughs> what 25 different estates who are selling <coughs> to maybe 40 plus 
mm-hmm. micro roasters in Correct. India. Correct. So it's quite incestful in that sense. Yeah. Because most people are buying the same estates, and <laughs> it's it's a shame because <laughs> we are a coffee producing nation. Yeah. True. And we have I don't know how many estates. Yeah. So uh, theoretically speaking, there should be far more estates supplying to our specialty roasters. Correct. Correct. So True. I mean, just look at the scope for growth. Yeah. And and look at our sheer population size, and uh, look at the number of actual expats or NRIs returning now who are bringing in their experiences from abroad as well. Yeah. And that's opening up this whole new market that can only grow. Okay. At this point, I have to ask you, like, is he more of the optimistic kind between the two of you? Definitely not. No. <laughs> nice. That's interesting. I thought he would be the optimistic one. No. Why so? Akshay is not optimistic at all. He'll just give you like a really vague and bleak idea of whatever is happening, <laughs> and then he'll over deliver. That uh-huh. is his thing. Okay. You know, he's like, oh, this year's coffee is terrible, blah blah blah, yeah. and then he'll just come with the best coffee ever. Nice. But then, and I, on the other hand, I want to like just be okay. It's all going to be fine. Where my, you know, I'm like my blood pressure is increasing, and he's like, oh God, he's not going to deliver this year, but. <laughs> Other than that, yeah. So now I think after ten years of being married to him, yeah. I think I've my nerves have calmed down, yeah. and I just say, okay, I know he's going to deliver. Yeah. I just need to be calm through the process of where he's just going to be like, oh, everything is terrible and blah blah blah. So he takes care of the processing. You take care of the sale of it. Is it? Yeah, the sales, the logistics, and then. But to be fair, you've taken a very active role in processing this year. This year, yeah, it's yeah. been uh, like I said. You know, I want to learn a bit more about processing as yeah. well, and it's been an amazing. Uh, Akshay does know what he what he does with his processing, so yeah. I really like to learn from him. Okay. I, I it's really interesting the way he 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 does things. Mm-hmm. So this year, I've done uh, I've taken a lot more active role in in kind of drying yard management, so to call it. I saw a lot of it, like in your Instagram. For example, I'm assuming you are the one handling the Instagram. Yes. Because see, I see a lot of you on there as a face. Yes. Talking about a lot of coffee, a lot of things. I think one of your latest uh, uh, stories is on the defects of coffee. Correct. Uh, something not a lot of people share about. Uh, I don't know if it's like willingly or not willingly that people do not share, but that is something very educative. Yeah. Uh, for a, for an end consumer right so i see a lot of content coming out of uh, this place and you are the one more on the hands on side of it okay i mean uh, to be honest i think she has more theoretical knowledge than i do at this point yeah i think she's done a lot of research right i know you research a lot before putting up a putting up your posts right i think it's important right like i mean there is a lot of information out there and um, again like i feel especially with indian coffee we mm-hmm. have to put out the right information we have to make sure that we fact check yeah we write the right kind of stuff yeah. we are taking information from the right sources mm-hmm. and uh, putting it out there like you said you know the defect series i thought it was really important for people to know it Correct. it probably uh, you know it might be a bit more boring for the end consumer but there are some bits and bobs that if i was really interested in coffee and not a coffee grower and uh, and uh, you know looking after the supply chain of it i'd be i'd be interested to know what is 
what are the diseases and yeah. what causes what is she even talking about i want to know more about it right yeah. like it's more of a curiosity factor uh, than anything else right absolutely and 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 i don't know i think it's important to just talk about it's an agricultural product it's going to have defects like mm-hmm. any any other agricultural product has yeah. defects yeah. and and it's important to talk about it because we're talking about speciality we're talking about what goes into speciality what yeah. does go in what is at the back end of it is important Great. i like i i always like to see the behind the scenes yeah. uh, things of everything yeah, so it's like how we look at instagram yeah <laughs> and this is this is really literally behind the scenes yeah. but trying to put it forward in yeah. so you do a lot of research Mm. so you i i'm sure you read a lot of stuff you read a lot of literature uh, both online and offline mm. and then you put this stuff out on your instagram let's say for for a post or something and then some bugger is like forwarding that and reposting it uh, online <laughs> do you react to it or do you like i don't have time and energy to react to it no i i don't think so you react to the real world uh, yeah <laughs> Okay. I'm always reacting in the real world. I, so the social media life, I don't think so I have the the bandwidth to react yeah. to social media. I don't think yeah. so it's And 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 another weirdly um, I don't know why this point is even necessary but uh, another so I've been to I won't say a lot of coffee states but I've been to a, a decent number of them. Yeah. And this is the first place where I have like good internet. I don't know it's a strange thing. because we have a tech company right we need to run it i mean there you go <laughs> i mean to be honest uh, uh, my day job is a tech company correct uh, that's my uh, the coffee is is you know what what we've inherited yeah yeah and it's her passion yeah. and we are trying to make a business out of it yeah so i think internet is rather important in this area <laughs> have you not noticed the tar on top of the house i did that See, that's basically internet and phone connection <laughs> wow so for me see uh, so now you guys do a different business in daytime work uh, i uh, at this point i do this is her ho- full time yeah. Uh, yeah nice so i mean so for me it is like a very strange thing i mean oh you have internet you have 4g you have wifi <laughs> you can stream videos so that's like not a normal thing for me when i think of an estate mm. now coming back to that i mean now that you've mentioned about your day job how do you practically manage both of it like getting hands on in the processing side and with the uh, tech company that you have well uh, like i said this year komal's been more hands on yeah and uh, um, honestly one of the primary reasons why i'm sort of i'm around i mean i don't necessarily need to be around but as a woman it's much harder for her to get things done here why it's just the way the place is structured also there's a language barrier Yeah. Um but uh, in the last few months uh, I mean you picked up possible Kannada really. Hey I Better thought she knew like fluent Kannada. <laughs> I was no. like I don't know Kannada and you like you're talking Kannada. No I'm I'm just learning the language. I think it's important because if you have to communicate with the staff. Correct. I need to learn the language. Yeah. Else I'll just be doing sign sign posts yeah. and they just Yeah they'll not have their understand. own interpretation. Exactly. And, yeah that would not help. so not the best uh, so i thought it is the best way of adapting and learning the language mm-hmm. yep. akshay on the other hand now starts asking me some words wow. as to what is this word called what is this fruit or vegetable called and i don't know what to say i say you know you are the person who is the kanadi guy here not me correct <laughs> 
So, so you take care of more of the plantation work and you take care of your tech company as well? Yeah, I mean, there are lulls in tech as well as considering the COVID situation. Yeah. Uh, but at times when that's more hectic, my priority is then fall is basically the tech company. Okay. And uh, is it is it like uh, fair to say, or I don't I don't even know how to put this question out, but was tech your basic uh, bread earner, or was it? It still is. The tech still yeah. is. The tech is what at the moment enables us to do what we're doing here. So how do you so basically are you putting in money in the coffee scene like or? a lot yeah yeah so how do you see it making money for you sooner or later or i mean see from an estate perspective mm -hmm. i think it's going to be hard to actually no let me rephrase that yeah if 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 we need to run this like a business yeah. and then it will make money. Okay. Now, it hasn't been done like a business for years, especially when you're in Arabica estate, one year of neglect leads to maybe five years of being set back, especially with Stemboro. Oh, yeah. Right? So, um, we are in this phase where we are in between. Okay. Our robustas are young and not producing. Arabicas are dying and have been replanted. Mm -hmm. Um, so, a combination of coffee plus pepper is what will get this place off the ground. So, yes. it's going to take a few years for it to actually Be function. Be a sustaining uh, kind in, of a Exactly. And yeah. it's, I mean, we need to, now, mm. again, South India Coffee Company is a different entity, not uh, apart from the estate. Correct. So, uh, Komal is a green coffee trader apart from an estate uh, uh, owner. Okay. So, so, considering South India Coffee Company, that's a different entity altogether. Okay. But as an estate, then, I mean, I've done the numbers. There's no reason why it can't end up being profitable once everything comes okay. fully functional. Okay. So with South India Coffee Company as a as a trading company, so so technically, are you also putting in money to run the estate? So what I'm trying to understand here is like... No. 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 So basically, uh, South India Coffee Company treats Mulemane and Kanbail C estate as any other estate it buys coffee from. Okay. So we do essentially pay premiums to everybody. Okay. So we get paid the same amount. Let's say we do a selective natural uh -huh. and we get a cup of say 85, 86 or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. this, we get paid the same amount anyone else who gets Good the same cup. Okay. Okay, so you are like a separate entity. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, not something that is directly related to uh, it. Okay, that makes sense. So that yeah. also so keeps it quite simple in terms of how you could work things around. Exactly. So tomorrow, if Akshay doesn't give me a good selective, I'm not buying his coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, yeah, so you, I mean, yeah, so like I, I pump the money and I don't get paid the money. It, uh, I mean, the company, what it is, is, is a trading company. So mm -hmm. we like to get coffees. Like I said, you know, what we want to do is get coffees from all different estates, mm -hmm. uh, which are producing good quality coffees okay. and, and put that as an offer list. So if other people, let's say, I'm just being optimistic here as well, but mm -hmm. let's say there's a planter listening to this podcast right now. Mm -hmm. And if he or she thinks that he is or she is producing good coffee, they can contact you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And probably if it is good enough, like at your standard, probably you can help them out. 
absolutely yeah, yeah. Okay. so guys that's it we uh, will take a break right now in the part one of the episode we will continue the interview uh, in the next podcast episode next week um, it's going to be a lot more fun we talk about a lot more about their experiences at the farm coffee board other farmers and other coffees from india and abroad uh, so stay tuned and remember let's make coffee simple <laughs>